All right, all right. What's up? What's up? Welcome back, lovers and friends. It's the love guru himself, Troy Ryan. Welcome back to Love Journal, my journey into healing, relearning, and understanding love. Um, I know I said the last episode, but I'm back for real, y'all. Like I'm, I'm for real, for real back. <laughs> um, I ended up going to Detroit for a few weeks, and then I had to put the show on a break because it was a little difficult to get the space and the time and the, the silence needed, all that stuff. So I just decided to wait until I was back home. So I'm back home, and for real, y'all, I'm back. I swear. <laughs> um, so first off, I want to let y'all know that I dropped the official love journal. It's a personal journal that's based on the first 40 episodes of the podcast with questions and like prompts for you to fill in. It's a short journal with a lot of impact. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> it's on Amazon, and then you can also just message me for one too. Anyway, today I want to talk to you guys about mental health. Um, I want to go ahead and start the show off first with a quote. And the quote goes, if you take care of your mind, you take care of the world. And that's from Ariana Huffington. Um, and I agree. Like, personally, right, I've always struggled with mental health. And I recognize the moments in my life where the less I was struggling, the more I was able to be there for other people because I had their capacity, right? Like when you don't have the mental capacity because it's built up with, you know, all kind of shit, then you're no good to anybody. And that's okay. You can be no good to anybody. Just don't try to be. And I think that so often we still try to um, help fill other people's cups when there's nothing in ours, you know? And I've always struggled with having, you know, darker thoughts or just like not thinking towards myself in good ways and unfortunately a lot of that has for me come from love so i want to go ahead and talk about it <laughs> i'm bringing one of my new pod homies mr kendall simmons to the show and we're going to talk about mental health check it out so today i picked um mental health one because i feel like you could really elaborate on it and two because that is something that has affected my love life <laughs> um Previously, anyway, I don't know about now because. Oh, it's still there. Oh, yes, yeah. It is, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, but okay, so yeah, so I'll start by asking how would you yourself describe? mental health and why it's important um oof. Right? <laughs> right. so yeah right <laughs> i mean i think it shares a, it should share a similar definition to like physical health um mm. if you like bang your leg somehow anyway like in an accident you fall over and like you break your leg you got to take a while to like not walk on it um, so it'll heal. Your mind is the same way. We experience all kinds of stuff that make our, our brains and our minds and our thoughts operate a little differently than they might otherwise operate. Um, and the journey for like healing it is kind of the same. If you experience some kind of trauma, some, some experience that makes you aversive toward anything, um, 
it's probably a good idea to avoid putting too much weight on your mind. It's a good idea to avoid doing things that might either bring up that, that same past experience or um, even just put too much pressure on you to think in a time when you should probably try to find like an absence of mind and take a break from like overthinking, take a break from uh, work dealing, dealing with stuff. That's perfect. It made me think about um, Rick and Morty. I don't know if you saw um, <laughs> the Pickle Rick episode. Not a single episode of Rick and Morty. Not a single one. Wow. I feel like you would. Maybe, I know. Everyone says that. And I'm just like, watching shows? Do you think I have time for this? I finished things, and, and that's about it. Man. Okay. Well, so there's this episode um, basically where the main character turns himself into a pickle. Uh, yeah, so that he yeah, has to deal with that. Means, but yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does that to to avoid going to therapy. <laughs> and the therapist is like analyzes like you know the problem is like some people like simple version drama or like you know dealing with like a lot of shit and adventure you know and all that anything that's gonna just bring like this promise of um, well yeah I mean I guess adventure is the best way to describe it and so um, she was saying the thing with therapy and like mental health is like it's like a workout you know um and nobody wants to do that because then it becomes routine and constantly working out and so um that's just kind of what it made me think about because i think uh it is work (laughs) and it is like a journey it's not something that just like stops that's one thing i will say and i'm from like the moment I decided to start to really get more introspective and working on my mental health, it's like been a constant. Even if I change one thing, there's this new thing now that I'm dealing with, you know. Um, so yeah, it's like maintenance, mental maintenance. <laughs> I think is the best way I would describe it. Um, so has your mental health itself ever caused any issue with like your love life? Absolutely. My my mental health has like not only with like romantic relationships, but um being irresponsible with my mental health has like ruined friendships for me. It's ruined uh relationships for me. Um it's quite literally like put me in a position where I don't really, I don't maintain relationships the same way as people do, like, or not people, uh, like I'm a person, but I don't really like maintain my relationships the same way that other people do. Like for me, I can go six months without talking to somebody and then get like a message from them and I'll be like super receptive to it and be like completely cool with talking to them. Some people, if you message them after six months, it's like, where you been? It's been six months. <laughs> what do you want yeah. now, that, now that you're talking to me? Like, what do you want from me? For me, um... I try to be super like receptive to people in all kinds of things because my experience with mental health has like I, I deal with schizoaffective disorder. Um, I was diagnosed with like depression, uh, PTSD when I was like super young. I, I'm also autistic and I have ADHD. So like as you can see, it's like a cocktail for like difficulty. <laughs> Whether it's like for me, socializing wasn't a thing I did super early. So I, like a lot of kids, they had like preschool before they went to kindergarten. So they went to kindergarten and they were friends with all the kids that they hadn't met in preschool. I got yeah. the kindergarten. I'm like, how do you all know each other? So <laughs> what is this? <laughs> they, right. I, I was surrounded by like family. Um, 
I didn't have a lot of like friends in my neighborhood because I lived in like a big apartment house that was um, like off of a main road. So there wasn't really access to like just walk over into the other neighborhood, hang out with the local kids. I didn't have a lot of that like at all. Um, and then even after I moved into my second childhood home, that was at the very edge of a cemetery on a cul-de-sac. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was maybe, it was maybe <laughs> like... Scary movie shit. <laughs> there was maybe like six... I mean, I loved hanging out like around the cemetery and stuff. Like, we would do little voyages out there into the woods with like some of my friends back yeah. then. But there were like maybe six kids total that I interacted with like on the streets as a kid. So I was super late to like socializing with people but at the same time uh, my cousin who babysat me all the time she had me reading pretty early so i went into school um i i, I don't like to like tout myself as like advanced but i was on at the very least like a profession a proficient level with most skills that you would bring into school except like maybe math um oh, so when it comes to like english else. and like reading <laughs> yeah with like english and reading all that stuff came super easy to me and if you can read well you can advance pretty quickly at almost all of the other stuff because like, okay i don't know what i'm doing with this i can go look it up and then read more um yeah so for me i intellectualized a lot of stuff but other people were learning intuitively just from having relationships so people would be like talking to girls and stuff and i'm on like wiki how trying to figure out how the fuck to do that like so, um how yeah, you talk to <laughs> yeah exactly weird. like very literally that i was trying to figure out and mind you this isn't me in my like late teens early 20s this is me yeah. in like my preteen years like 10 11 12 up until like maybe 15 16 i'm yeah. regularly visiting wiki how like what am i doing wrong i don't understand <laughs> and then i would read these guides and then go into oh, conversations geez. and then it's yeah. like holy crap it's they know they're talking to wiki how <laughs> like they know like, <laughs> um, so yeah that was the bulk of it for me it was intellectualizing yeah. a lot of emotional stuff that people learned intuitively um and then that created not strain in relationships but you could kind of tell i was like the odd man out which led to me yeah. feeling isolated a lot of times and then trying to cope with that by self-isolating um and then it's been an up and down like roller coaster since then okay yeah i sympathize with a nice amount of that um one of the things i like that you mentioned was being irresponsible with your mental health that's, that's an amazing because I, like <laughs> and it's so crazy to me how sometimes things can just be said so simple and yet it just <laughs> it elaborates so much um because that's exactly what it is sometimes like we don't always have the full control of of our our mind or our thoughts but sometimes we can choose to not engage and i think it is irresponsible to allow yourself to engage into those um you know more detriment like you know just those parts of your mental health that aren't so helpful you know um and i've been there before you know I've, um i used to one of the things that i used to kind of do is uh and i told myself it was like a, a preparation thing like you know i'm preparing for the worst so that way i you know i'm not surprised or thrown off or hurt or whatever and i would sit and think of just negative scenarios of like sort of like how something like all the type of ways something can go bad or fucked up you know like that's yep. <laughs> not realizing half of the time i'm pulling that shit to me because i'm doing that like <laughs> um and then just for me also it was um the other thing that you mentioned 
is because I'm like the same way as far as a contact, right? Like I can go a couple weeks or a month or whatever without talking to somebody and it's not going to, I don't feel the kind of way, you know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, more like you, you were living life because I've been doing shit. So I get it, especially as we get older. Um, but that dips into attachment style. And I think the problem nowadays, a lot of people have anxious attachment styles. So that's why you get people that are like, oh, where you been? Oh, stranger, are you fake and all that? And it's like, okay, um, <laughs> grow up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, even even like, know. for me particularly, I'm not even a fan of like, even stuff with like the love languages and like the attachment mm-hmm. styles. I'm not a big fan of like putting people into these like hyper specific individualized boxes where it's like, you are this, you are this, you are this. It's one thing to use like a disorder or um, generally describe your mental experience, but it's a very different thing to look at someone and say like, Oh, my love language is gift giving. And it's like, so you don't like words of affirmation. You don't like physical touch. Like, are you just not interested in these things at all? Most people have like a blend of all of them that so yeah. the, the, and this oh god I, I hate to even go down the astrology train but i have to don't oh, no, i love it wait because <laughs> oh, like the issue is like i understand there's a lot of complexity in how astrology is adapted um to the times and how like the, the moon and rising I, I don't understand any of that specifically but when you go into like a situation I, I've seen dating shows and stuff where people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't date Capricorns. I can't oh, imagine yeah. being the person to do that because it's like, how many signs are there? There are 12, 13, if you count like a yeah. and then the you have like 12 houses and then there's all kinds of different types of signs. Like, it's a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a for lot. me, the idea of putting anyone into a box, it, it's like, it's creating a prejudice where you're already like systemizing people yeah. and it's like, okay, you are this, you are this, you are this. Um, so for me, I, I try to avoid even using the language of like, this is my attachment style. This is my love language. For me, it's, mm. it's super, super broad. And I think we should be comfortable in, in the generality and the broadness without pushing that generality onto other people. I agree. But also, because <laughs> like I'm, I am uh, an astrology dude. I am a love language dude. I am an attachment style dude. Um, but it's not... Because, like, okay, so, for example, love language, like, I completely agree. I think certain love languages are for, like, you know, love interests, like, physical touch. And um, uh, I can't think of it right now because my brain is somewhere else. (laughs) I can't think of all five of them. But just for example, like, one, you know, is for, like, like I said, love interests. And then I have one for friends. Like, you know, like, um, words of affirmation. There we go. Um, More so that one is, like, one that... I, I give to my friends and I like receive that back. Like, you know, I, when I, um, you know, I'm going through something and certain friends I talk to or I just talk to my friends in general and kind of expect that thing back. Whereas with the lover, it's like, I don't need you to constantly be telling me how you feel, touch me, mm-hmm. you know? So um, I get that part too. I think it, it just varies. So I don't push any of them. And I definitely have seen people, especially with astrology, be like, oh, I don't date like this or whatever. Like, I'll, yeah. the, only, the most I'll ever say is I have a thing with Scorpios that I can't necessarily always control. That's all I'll say. But, like, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> oh, you know, fuck these Scorpios. Like, I don't, I'm, so I, I, I would like you know, to like, clarify. I'm not saying I, I don't like believe that they're a thing, mm-hmm. but I think that, like I had said, um, and the initial put too much stock in it, 
not even too much stock. People put too much stock into one of those. The idea that, like, I believe that you could probably have a favorite. Like, it's super likely that people have, like, their preference for how they like to be loved and such. But to assign any other aspects of your life to like well this is exclusively my love language or this is exclusively yours i'm not even sure if that's a super common thing i've seen it pretty rarely but i have seen it and that's more what i'm responding to i do think that they are a thing i don't think that love languages are fake i don't think that the attachment styles are fake but i think by saying this is just me you kind of limit your ability to to even grow or blossom into the other directions. Mm-hmm. Like I never cared about words of affirmation before, and then I realized that was my trauma talking, and I didn't need nobody, family, friends, relationships. I don't need any of you, and that's all that was for me. It was like if you're not willing to either like give me something or what's the other one, acts of service. Like if you're not willing to like. Yeah after me like that was like where i would land before and then i say okay you you do appreciate praise you do appreciate gratitude and people like justifying or not justifying um like vindicating the things that you say or believe you do like that stuff um and then physical touch is another one for a while it's like um do i really care that much about like being hugged and it's like well you didn't get a lot of it so you shut it down a lot and then you were yeah. like, for me, with my, my mom specifically, I was called a mama's boy to the point of like torment as a kid. So yeah. I was a little kid in like first or second grade, and my mom would like try to hug me to like send me away for school. And I was like, no, mom, yeah. the other kids are going to see me and I'm going to get picked on for it because they really did torment me over it. Because I, yeah. I, I got dropped off by a dad, I got dropped yeah. off by my mom. So it's like, oh, you're a mama's boy, mama's, my dad is dead, bro. What do you think I'm going to do? You know what? Well, fuck yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> But that's a good a good way to look at it too um just because that you know love language is another thing that comes from psychological like you know our mental health and things that we missed and things that we crave and stuff like that so that just kind of gets us right back to the square <laughs> um but i was gonna say i because i i get what you mean too as far as like making or leaving room for yourself to change and so I will say, for me, at least personally, I like to understand and define myself or describe myself at that point in time. Yeah. So I allow grace. Yeah, I allow space and grace for myself to change and grow and all that. So, like, right now, my attachment style is secure. But uh, a couple of years ago, <laughs> it wasn't so secure. You know? Um, and like you mentioned, you know, the love language thing, like, that changing over time. Like, so I do leave space for myself to to change and stuff but i do like to like define it i think that helps me personally in a mental way because add i say that all the time and i actually just said yeah. that in a recent show that i did um it's very very good to be able to use language to communicate who you are to other people in a way that's yeah. honest to you right that's very yeah, very good that's, the issue perfect. That's the exactly issue is like the limitation to this is who i am and it's who i always will be like that's ooh, like yeah. a little yeah, bit more know. ooh, i don't know about that one chief yeah. like you you might i mean i'll always be a tourist but like <laughs> I, yeah, stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, it, no, yeah. it's the birth. I, I'm always going to be like a biracial black man, right? Yeah. Meaning, like, I'm biracial, but I pass as like. If you see me, you probably think I'm black. If you, you're going to say I'm, I look Indian or something, please remove your comment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So, and, and that's another part I meant to mention too. You're mentioning like um, social skills. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I wasn't so much affected. And we kind of mentioned this the other day too. Like my social skills were kind of always pretty good. Like I've always been able to just um, talk to people, make friends, stuff like that. My issue came in like dating. Um, I had no, like, it's it was so weird that I was so able to go and be friends and talk to anybody and just have all this conversation and all this charisma. And then when it came to someone that like I liked, it was like this complete like, um, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and for a lot like and, and and not just like when I was young and preteen and young teen no like 20s and like, I was like oh I have no idea what, it, it feels like there's stakes to that right um, go ahead though I can elaborate more if you have a, a question on that but continue uh, no just really um, so that it, it, it my, the way that it affected my mental health was just in a way that it I would force myself to deal with or do anything for the person or the situation. And I would convince myself, like, you know, that this is what it was, or, you know, this is what dating was, and this is what love was. And, you know, um, and so I ended up in a lot of, like, shitty situations (laughs) Um, because of that. And then I will find myself also because um, alcoholism runs in my family. I would find myself turning to liquor, you know what I'm saying, to mm-hmm. deal with it. And like, not just like a regular, like, oh yeah, I'm having a little uh, a little shot tonight or two. No, like I'm drinking whole bottles of shit. Like waking up with Instagram lives that I don't remember making, you know what I'm saying? And tweet, tweet niggas, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? While I'm drunk, like having whole ass meltdowns, you know what I'm saying? Um, because of those situations. So it was just like, and it's, it's why I started this, you know, like I, I found myself at a point um, about two years ago where I realized I was kind of angry at love and angry at myself for how I thought about it. And just like, I need to work on that. <laughs> and so it's love journal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, did you have something real quick? Or? Um, so the only thing I was going to say is that like with relationships specifically versus like talking to friends, I felt this way about friends too. Um, so I don't super duper relate, but I, I mean, I, I fully relate, but for me, it also applied to friendships, um, especially when I was like really young, um, not so much anymore, not really anymore. Um, I can talk to, I, I, it's wild. I can talk to anybody now. Um, and if I'm yeah. in like a good position, <laughs> I can, I can talk to like literally anyone, whether it's, okay, I want to date this person or I just want to be friends with the person. I'm super able to easily communicate that as long as I'm otherwise in a position to do so. Like, I'm not going to be fooled. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, I'm at, uh, especially now like, oh, I'm in a really bad financial position. Let me go try to find somebody to like shack up with tonight. That's Oof. not like hobosexuals yeah the level of <laughs> that like is responsibility that i've earned through through self-work and like self-care that's like okay Jeez. you have a lot of stuff that you want to and need to accomplish before not even before you try to get into a relationship but before you'll be a partner worth having to somebody else and that's not to Ooh. say i'm not worth that now but it's that I have stuff that I need to spend time on yeah. that doesn't really allow me to to embark on like developing a relationship at the moment. Um, yeah, I just and then perfect with the uh, without what I was thinking about like the difference between like friends and then actual relationships. There's a lot of stakes mm-hmm. in in place when it's like okay, I'm gonna go talk to this person and they're gonna just tell me like oh, I'm not really interested in talking right now. But when you have yeah. like major feelings for somebody, you think they're really attracted, 
aggressive, you love their personality, and it's like, damn, I need to find out like more. I need to know who you are yeah. and I really know who you are. Yeah. That rejection is a lot worse than, oh, I'm not interested in talking right now. It's it yeah. feels a lot like deeper. Oh yeah, and I used to, and that was another part of my, you know, I mean, I guess uh, to tack on to what I mentioned about my mental health and how I would deal with it, you know, as far as like relationships and stuff like that. Uh, rejection, I did not handle well at all. Like, I just didn't put myself through and it. not and yeah, I mean, you know, now it's uh, and it just took a lot of work um, and just dealing with myself and 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 knowing who I am and stuff like that, but before it was just like i would take it as everything with me is wrong i'm awful of course they wouldn't want me why would they want me duh like it was it's just like looking back at how terrible i used to let or fuck it how irresponsible i used to let my mental health get and like the thoughts that i would just like the little thought trains i would just start from body to mind just like everything just destroy myself like to it's an effort to like make the rejection make sense to me <laughs> like because there's no way and i had to like tell myself like you know it's like fucking i guess the best way to look at it is like ice cream you know um some people like vanilla some people like chocolate i just might not be yo <laughs> no, <laughs> i guess i'm not your ice episode. cream flavor you know like <laughs> i'm not you know your your ice cream preference i'm not your your flavor and that's mm-hmm. okay some um, people like nuts some yeah. people don't <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally. Some some people like sprinkles. Some people want chocolate chips. Like somebody want a little chocolate syrup. You know, it's just it's all kind of things. It's variety, and it's like I had to learn to accept that. But rejection used to fuck me up. Um, <laughs> but you were actually kind of segued a little bit, which is perfect into what my next question was going to be. Um, do you think that it's okay to date? when you're in a bad mental health space? Um, I think it really, really depends. Um, for me, like okay. I had mentioned, yeah. like there's, I have like that cocktail of like diagnoses that I mentioned. So for me, mm-hmm. I can be on top of the world one moment and then suddenly I'm in the pits of hell burning alive and I don't want to be yeah. like around anybody at any given point. Yeah. Is it fair to say I should never be with anybody ever because of this? Is it fair to say I need to wait until I'm ready and then potentially get into my 30s before I even pursue that? Or is the more important thing to find someone, not who will put up with it, but someone compatible to work with it who probably understands and deals with something similar or they haven't dealt with it themselves, but they have like friends or family that deal with it and they are able to cope better with like those swings. Now, yeah, that's and I've I'm very open about the fact that I've been an abusive person before. Like, I mm-hmm. own that because the the fact of the matter is, um, we do focus a lot on like abuse victims, but yeah. Yeah. anyone who has ever been abusive, they can't like you can't go Google like how to stop being abusive and find like real valid yeah. Yeah. answers that will help yeah. you. So for me, I try to be open about it. Because of a lot of it comes from the fact that I was abused both as a child by yeah. other students, by family members, um, okay. by like teachers. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Wherever it is, when you experience it, yeah. it breaks something in you that gives you yes. a lack of sensitivity yes. for what you might do in the future. So you might not even know what you're doing is abusive. For me, I never mm-hmm. considered like neglect abuse. And then uh, I was like, damn, yeah. no wonder, because <laughs> I had normalized it in myself. And then now, 
or not now, but like when I uh, the the Oof. in that moment in time, yeah. Now, yeah. When I think yeah. of it, it's like, oh, somebody like didn't let me know about birthday plans. Whatever, it's not a big deal. When realistically, like you should be able to look to your friends and be like, yo, why didn't you invite me to that party? Why didn't you invite me to your birthday? Why didn't you invite me to do this or that? Um, so I never viewed that as a problem before, but then as I grew older and started like wondering, like, dang. Why do people get so messed up when I'm just not available? I, I'm a gamer. So that's like yeah. a big thing for me. If a new game comes out or something I'm interested in, I happen to find on my my game store, I will sit and play a game for literally 26 hours on a weekend and yeah. hardly sleep or eat. And again, this is <laughs> to like change as well. And it's not something I do so yeah. much more. But at that stage, it was just like, damn, why are you so emotionally unavailable? And I'm just like, I'm in my own world right now. For me, that's, the, yeah, yeah. that's where the, the responsibility yeah. word comes in. If you're with a partner who needs more than that and you can't provide it, you either step up or step out. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Uh, first, I love the neglect part because um, that actually made me realize that that's... I've been abusive in that sense of like yeah. withholding um and it comes from I I'm I wasn't abused but I grew up in a house of abuse um you know like mm-hmm. domestic violence and stuff like that um and oftentimes like it got bad like it got fucking bad at times like lifetime mm-hmm. movie like Tyler Perry movie type bad yeah. you know um and we wouldn't talk about it. Like, um, eventually we got forced to do family therapy, <laughs> which helped out a little bit. But like for so many years, things will happen. And it's like, you know, one day, like I said, you know, Tyler Perry movie. And then the next morning, everybody's making pancakes and waffles and no one talked about the, you know, the fucking traumatic experience we just had the night before that nobody really slept on. <laughs> like everybody stayed up all fucking night because we just went through hell. And now everybody's just drinking orange juice and you know getting ready to go to the mall it was like yeah. uh, we didn't deal with things and for me that became so like if someone brought like pissed me off you know or you say or do something like i was going to stop talking like i just don't talk I'm not, I'm not talking to you for a second like i'll talk to you when I'm, when I'm ready to talk to you and i'm not gonna talk to you about what's going on and i will literally avoid you if you're in my face like I'm not, yeah, and it's like looking back at it, I'm so angry at myself for that. Well, it's like so. There's a way to do it. I'll say right. Yeah. Like now, I'm at the place where if I can't deal with it at the moment or something, it's like I'll, I will vocally say I need a second. Like you mm-hmm. know. Um, but back then, it wasn't me saying I need a second. It's me going from last time me and you talked, we was good. Now I'm just look like you yeah. don't fucking exist to me, and. Once I get over it, hey, what's up? Like we cool again, all in the span of a weekend, you know, like <laughs> the same cycle. That's, that's exactly basically that. exactly. Um, and so I didn't realize that 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 that's abusive. <laughs> like, oh shit, yeah, oh, I, I, I come that from just, that. Wow, that just gave me like <laughs> so. God forgive me. When I was like 13 or 14, I was on Omegle as like stupid kids do. And I had met this, <laughs> this completely like random girl that was like um, evidentially my age and stuff from Australia. And we became like friends on Facebook. We just talked regularly on and off. It was nothing like crazy, but we were friends. Um, and she had like posted on Facebook asking for like the solution to a math problem. And I posted like a joke that made it very clear I did not know the answer to the math problem. 
right. and then she like kind of blew up in the comments about it and i was like oh dang oops and then she like messaged me a few days later and she was like hey i'm really sorry for the way like blah 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 i didn't respond right. And when I tell you I didn't respond, I don't mean eventually I responded. I mean I didn't no, respond. I just didn't say anything. Yeah. So Done. it took a couple like weeks <laughs> or months, but she's just like in my DMs, like, "Hey, um, I don't know, like, if it was that like big of a deal, but like we haven't talked in a while. I don't really know yeah. how to like move forward from here." And again, <laughs> I didn't respond. So Inika, if you yeah. read this or hear this, I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Yeah, that, that's yeah. really, really wild how that stuff can like embody itself. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then so just to also hop to because like why well, I asked the question in general about like um dating when being in a bad mental space because like you hear the stories of people being like you know I was just in such a bad place until I met you know my person and all this stuff, and then there's also the the belief of like being better. You know, what I'm saying or like uh more together before you can and it's like i think it comes down to the person and the situation and what you can handle yeah i think the important part is communicating that from the rip um yeah like don't like surprise a motherfucker six months in hey i also have you know schizophrenia so just let you like as a surprise like you know oh that's something i mean okay so not okay because yeah that's definitely harder yeah because i don't (laughs) Uh, that's the the first thing that came to mind but as i said i'm like wait no hold on <laughs> yeah um for me I'm like i'm trying to think of just like i'm super open yeah, about I'll the fact you. that like i'm very very yeah. open about like being disordered uh having diagnoses mm. i don't care to yeah. share these things because if you weaponize them immediately again, anyway. you're the problem no i'll do it immediately yeah. Um, yeah. like even if we're just friends and we're like chatting back and forth, hell, yeah. we're on this, like we're on this podcast. This is going yeah. to be a lot of people's first introduction to me. No problem with them knowing yeah. these things because I want to destigmatize the idea that there's something wrong with yeah. people who yeah. have those things, right? So for me, like, yes, I have been an abusive person in the past. Yes, I've done a lot of shit that I'm not proud of, like delinquent, fucking probably criminal. I don't hold any of that as points Life, of pride. Yeah. I don't hold any yeah. of this as things where it's like, haha, I did this and got away with it. I don't think about any parts of my life like that. For me, I was actually like accused of like trying to cope because I've said I'm fighting like hell to live a life where I don't have to look over my shoulder. Um, I'm fighting like hell to live a life where it's not like paranoia about like, okay, something's going to come back up and then people are going to like come at me or whatever. For me, it's just a matter of, I want to live a good, healthy, positive life where the people around me are happy. And then the people who don't know me, but run into me or experience me or my content are either made happy or just made to feel like, okay, he either knows what he's talking about or he speaks in such a way where it's like clear that I could have a conversation with him. I want yeah, everyone yeah. to feel that way about anybody who comes forward and says, Hey, I have a mental illness. If you, the reason I said like getting into a relationship with somebody while you're broken, so to speak, yeah. I think if you go into it and you're like, Hey, I just, I do want to let you know, like, before we get too serious, I do have a lot of stuff going on either financially or mentally that yeah. I'm like working through, but that's it. Um, yeah, it kind of gives the person the option, I think. So that's, yeah, I guess, yeah. that's more so what I mean. Like, you know, give the person the option um, of knowing what you're going through. I mean, you know, it doesn't have, to, I, I mean, I'm not sure. This is the part where I struggle because then I'm like, depending on what it is, it's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be first date conversation, but like, 
pretty soon, right? <laughs> like, Me, honestly, a lot of it, it would come before the dating stage. I'm a big proponent of mm. like not even if, if I find somebody attractive, I might shoot the shot if it's only going to be like something that starts off as like a, a more intimate or sexual relationship. But yeah. if I want to build like a, a serious, like long term intimate relationship with somebody and it starts off as a friendship, I'll probably have it pretty clear with them either through showing them like the poetry I've written or just having the conversations about hey. like the general things I experience. Um, I think that's super important. Right now, I have a very, very good friend of mine, been my friend for like nine, ten years at the moment. He is currently in a state where he, or not, not like a physical state or like a state state, but a mental state and a, a dating state where he's coming out of a really, really bad relationship that he got into out of convenience because he's traveling for work. This relationship turned out to be horrible. And um, she ended up being like, I, I'm not the one to say like, oh, girlfriend's crazy, but like this girl is <laughs> like harmful to him. Yeah. So he leaves the relationship and um, goes to stay in a hotel because he's living with her out of convenience. His job puts him up yeah. in a hotel and he's on like Hinge and Tinder. And I'm like, bro. So you're already like. Okay. No. Going from this current actual physical state where you're currently living, you're moving in like two weeks to go back home to like stay with his parents in another state. Why are you trying to like do this right yeah. now? And then he's like, Do you think I should tell them that I'm moving on Sunday? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> date with somebody yeah. on Saturday and then Sunday morning. Like, wait, why? We yeah. just like we you you did all those things. Last night. Went we good. Day, blah blah blah. Uh, it, it's wild, yeah. and I I've, yeah. I've talked him away from that. He's he's a good boy now. Don't worry. Jesus, that is hilarious. But like, yeah, because like, and so depending on where where that person is in their own mental health journey, they would totally like if it's in a not so good place, they might take that personal. Like, damn, <laughs> was I that bad? I made you move away. <laughs> like you know like yeah. that's crazy um it's not a good thing to do it's just truly not not at all not at all um it was another thing i, I wanted to mention too because you were saying you're a gamer and like that you know you can get into like a zone sometimes oh it's and, a zone oh yeah see so i'm not a well i play games but i'm not i wouldn't consider myself a gamer um i'm an artist and i get in the zone in that way like i'll have like days where my the creative juice is just like everywhere. So like I'll work on some poems and then I'll work on some photography and I'll work on graphic design and I'll, you know, go and switch over to like working on writing stories and then dancing. And like, cause it's just like, I need to create today. Like, so I have moments of that same kind of thing, you know, where I'm just like to myself in my zone, nothing else exists. <laughs> and don't touch me. I'm sterile. <laughs> yeah like it's like okay and 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 i've realized at this point in my life is not something that's going away anytime soon so i'm like as it shouldn't uh yeah like i, I need to understand it but like i'll also recognize that i do need to get better at it like letting people know like hey i'm in like this zone right now <laughs> so i might not be the most responsive at the moment you know what i'm saying um i'm working on this you know project this weekend I might not be as available, you know, like it's just, I think a little mm -hmm. bit of a little communication, just, just all. Um, so yeah. Uh, the last question I have for you is, do you have any advice for anyone who is struggling with mental health? Uh, 
get some help. Like, <laughs> no, the realest talk. I, it's, yeah, that is so real. I love that. The hardest thing to do mm-hmm. is to communicate with people about what you're experiencing, no matter what it is. Mm. Um, like, I know myself, I've lived my entire life with, like, suicidal ideations. Um, mm. Always. It's not something where it's like, oh, it'll go away eventually. You'll you'll feel better. No, it's it's it comes with, like, being schizoaffective. It comes with having mm. the, the lived experiences that I have of, like, being literally eight or nine years old thinking, what if I just didn't exist? Like, it just comes yeah. with that territory. <laughs> That's... Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's like wild. I was like, so what happens? <laughs> like, you know? There's a level yeah. of feeling like it doesn't have a cause, but mm-hmm. whether or not there's a causality, I don't think that matters. Um, there's like a really, really like it, it's almost cliche at this point, but the quote is like, "What happened to you is not your fault, but it is your responsibility." Yes, and yes. you have yes. to be able to move forward through life. And if one of the things you need to do is communicate with someone about something you think nobody understands, you have to step into the shoes of realizing there are so many people who do, and there are so many people intentionally making space for people who feel like they're not understood. Um, I'm a big advocate for therapy. Um, I'm not currently yeah. like doing it myself. I do a lot of my own uh, my own internal work just by like reflecting on past experiences, like even yes. sitting on the bus, like. I'll envelop myself in those thoughts of like, okay, what went wrong in these situations? And then don't let the conversation with yourself, yourself, if you don't seek help, don't let the conversation end with like, oh, well, what went wrong? End it with like, what can happen or what can I do that will be better next time? Um, The whole issue of like a victim mindset, I think is like really horribly misunderstood. I think it's okay to acknowledge you've been a victim of something. But to strip yourself of the power and agency to overcome it, I think that's where the whole victim yeah. mindset idea comes in. And you, you exi- have like, to I be able to do People better. try to exist as the villain, as, as not the villain, I'm sorry, as the victim. People try to like, you, you have to acknowledge it, but you can't live as the victim. Yeah, like you're <laughs> you know, experience, like, you've been a victim before. That's like, it's not okay, but it's it's okay know, to be who you are after. It's not all you are. And yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to be able to grow through it. And like, if you don't see a way out, nobody is going to see that for you. When I say get help, it's not because someone is going to see the way out for you. It's because they're going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's, that's perfect. I actually just had a conversation about this recently about like, not being able to help people unless they want help themselves. It's kind of like in that same idea, you know, nobody can nobody can make your (laughs) um nobody can solve the issue for you you have to solve it yourself but they can help you i do agree with that but i think there's a big caveat that protects people so when people say like you can't help anyone who doesn't want to help themselves of course it's really difficult to work with self-destructive people who seem like they don't want to change or grow but at the same time leaving them alone in that will only make it worse Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, to be one of the people that walks out of someone's life because they've experienced something or done something, to be one of the people who is like, okay, I can't help you until you help yourself. You're on your own from this point. Sometimes the help is just being there. It's like being available. It's being a friend. It's being a shoulder to cry on. Um, No, you can't be, like, the number one driving factor to change someone's entire life. 
but sometimes just like, hey, this relationship is not something you're going to lose because of who you are. Sometimes yeah, that yeah. alone can be like enough to pull people out of the position where it's like, there is no hope for me into, damn, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not even in a tunnel and I just didn't realize it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I guess that's kind of the thought behind it that like people can with smaller actions, I'll say, like how you said, being there um, and to just like shining a light on like, you know, giving you direction a little bit, but like, they can't do like the work for you basically mm-hmm. like you still yeah. have to do the work and like if a person isn't ready to acknowledge that there's only so much you can do so at that point you you kind of have to stick to just being there like okay yeah. you need to talk i'll be there for that talk but i'm not going to keep putting my energy into um you know pay for rehabs just like the first <laughs> you know like just like certain things like um when i'm when it's beginning to affect my mental health trying to help you and you don't you're not really trying to make any effort, yeah. so it's more so that um mindset but what i want to say as far as advice um i think the first thing and also i'm a huge person for um therapy i'm not into myself either i do a lot of like i've been doing a lot of work for a couple of years i've been journaling my entire life um and even outside of that like um i'm very spiritual and oftentimes that kind of helps me out and I create. And a lot of times my art is my expression and my mind state and my feelings. Yeah, that's a big that. one. So um, I have a lot of different ways to internalize and understand myself. Um, but I think the biggest thing is recognizing that we're more alike than we're different. I think oh, yeah. what makes it hard Absolutely. sometimes for people to like go to somebody to talk or express themselves is because they're like telling themselves or convincing themselves that this situation is so different. Nobody's ever been through this. Nobody will ever understand. And like maybe your specific, you know, um, situation is different, but the emotion behind it, the thought process behind it is not new. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's billions of people on the planet now. Billions have existed. We more than likely have all felt um the same thing not you know obviously not at the same time but at some point in our life we've all felt yeah. the same thing so it's just like i think getting to that place of recognizing that and not vic- like demonizing yourself for your experiences and things like that um i think at that point it makes it easier to talk to people um the other part is again i'm a huge advocate for journaling fucking write down your thoughts no, journal like, like, write shit down people underestimate it's journaling amazing. so much Nah, like I've literally done it since I was a kid and you know I've done it off and on for years and I have like several notebooks I'm about to start like low-key putting some parts together that I know for a fact I want to put in my autobiography but conversation oh. for another time um <laughs> I mean you know you gotta you gotta practice manifest manifest um but I think that really does help you know I've, I've it helps me track my thoughts and my thought patterns mm-hmm um and then just self-care take it's so small but like one of the things that i really i've always like when i used to um get acne and stuff like that um i used to do you know little creams and all that stuff and then i actually had a phase where i tried to use bleach cream which i don't know if it works hated being dark skin whole thing um (laughs) but eventually i came to love my skin and i started to take care of it and it's something as small as a skincare routine that will 
eventually, like it literally just over time, just changed the way I looked at myself. And now I'm just like, shit, do you see, like, do you see this? Yeah, <laughs> like my skin is not wet right now. That is natural. <laughs> for, for like a lot of men and like the, if you go into like online circles where men are, I, I don't want to brand them as incels, but it's kind of like who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like women just don't want guys like me type stuff. And it's like, dude, uh-huh. you shower like twice a month. You don't like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not even like kidding Take either. Take care of yourself. Yeah. You, you don't have like a skincare regimen. So like your, you, your skin is like aging faster than you actually are. Um, you don't like lift or go to the gym or do anything to keep your body in shape. You don't like go on walks and enjoy like just being outside. Like I hate to say yeah. touch grass, but <laughs> touch grass. Touch, touch the fucking grass sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. The the way a lot of the guys will dress, it's like, what are you yeah. like? My guy, not, you don't got to be in designer all. clothes, but like you're wearing like over, super oversized, like super baggy clothing that yeah, doesn't hold, really. Yeah, it's not flattering. And even, even like, I, I hate to even say this without knowing whether or not it's true, but I really feel mm-hmm. like even most women have like a baseline of like, okay, I'm not going to let this happen to myself where like yeah. they'll, they'll, um, like a lot of women will wear makeup just to feel better about themselves yeah. or feel pretty. I have a friend who like um, doesn't do as much makeup and all that, but she will definitely once a week go get her nails done. If she don't do nothing else else is gonna be done yeah. like um, so yeah and i was like i said i i'm the guy who can play a game like uh, literally for 26 hours straight i i do not mean yeah. like oh well i played <laughs> a lot that weekend i mean i have actively no, no, played no, a I... game checked my hours at the end and i'm like this is one session and i have Oops. 30 there are almost 30 hours played on this game that's like a week of work right there that i just chose yeah. not, not 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 to do but I could have been doing anything else at the time, but for me, it's a big thing because I couldn't play a lot of like new games as a kid. So for me, it's Mm -hmm. like, you deserve to have had that. The kids would come in like, Oh, I just got a new Xbox 360. I just got the PlayStation (laughs) 3 or PlayStation 4. (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, I have my PC, but I'm kind of limited to that. And I don't really get to buy a lot of new games, but being able to feed like who you want to be or wanted to be as a kid will just overall make you a happier Mm -hmm. person, which makes you more dateable. Yes. Yes. Fuck. That is perfect. Cause I just saw this quote the other day. Um, that was just basically saying your thirties are about coming back to who you were as a kid. Yep. Like coming back to this, the things that you love. And that's literally what it felt like. Like, um, or has been feeling like so far. It's only been two years, but yeah, it's a completely different <laughs> feeling, um, of just like confidence and just like belief in my abilities and who I am. Um, and also at the same time this additional feeling of like youth <laughs> of like who i you know used to be as a kid like of refreshed energy almost i think that's kind of that's cool that's super important uh, gary v is like a big proponent of that um you said you're 32 mm-hmm. uh 31 31 so yeah. you could all of the 31 years that you've just lived you could double that and you'll still only be 62 years old Oh yeah, I know, right? And that's crazy. Like, and that's that's wow. that's a whole other conversation. But like that just makes me think about like ageism and like how society's kind of always pushed this idea that thirty was like old, and it was like I'm like shit. I feel like I'm just like I don't know if it was society. I just like, feel like it was us being stupid ass little kids. Like, well, I, I mean, you figure like years back, like <laughs> I mean, you, well, you figure like years back, like like I'm thirty one. Thirty one 
in like the 70s looked like 60 like you know like the oh the farther you go back because the younger they were the more adult they were considered so it was like at, at one point 15 year olds in factories and shit like you know I like mean, now 15 it's like oh you're still a kid that. you know I, I think like right now um oh damn where was i um like where we are right now when it comes to like the age stuff oh that's what i was gonna say i, I work in a school right now and i'm i'm 26 <laughs> Pretty, pretty young, pretty young still. Yeah. Mind you, the offense in my body when a fifth grader <laughs> walked up to me and said, "Were you born in the 1900s?" Ugh, that's so ugly. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. Fuck you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I have never been asked that question in my life. Ever, not a single question. time. It's never happened before. <laughs> And then time passes, the time will pass whether you do something with your life or not. Choose to do something. Yeah, yes, yes. Like, just choose yeah. to do something. I'm whether so it's it. fun or productive, whatever. Right. Well, I appreciate you for doing this with me. Um, it's a good talk. I knew you'd be able to elaborate on this one. Um, yeah, it seemed pretty perfect for you. Uh, if another one comes up, I'll definitely let you know. That do think- these people have any idea who I am? <laughs> Oh, see, yeah. So I was just gonna get into like letting you know, letting you do your little <laughs> spiel and stuff. But okay. like, cause I edited it, and then I was gonna introduce you in my Understand. edit. Once I... yeah. Okay. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I just realized I haven't said my name this entire time. <laughs> it'd be like that. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll, it'll darkness. Be... <laughs> introduce yourself. Let the people know where to follow you and find you and all that. Yeah, so my name is Kendall Simmons. Um, back in like 2020 up to 2022, I was super active in the activism community out here in like Philly area. Um, I'm a gamer, Twitch streamer, not super active on Twitch yet, hoping to improve that soon. But y'all can follow me on Instagram at Afromortis. It's A F R O M O R T I S. And on Twitch, uh, also Afromortis, A F R O M O R T I S. And I have a podcast on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook called As the Culture Turns. And I'm on there pretty much weekly hey that's what's up um yeah i the funny thing is too the other one i had was um attachment style and so uh <laughs> something was like i don't know i don't know <laughs> that's yeah, funny I'll pop back on um, let's go all right all right so that one we might add jamari so i want to see what he got to say about attachment style too <laughs> <laughs> His takes me a little questionable sometimes. Man, he be having some. He be having some wild ones. We have to like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> We've been uh working together since like earlier this year, and yeah, I never feel like he's wrong. I just no, I'd but it's like, just like the <laughs> really so, it's should, the presentation. I don't know if you should say that. <laughs> right, right. Man, but um, yeah. So I'll um, I'll definitely hit you up probably um in the next two weeks once I plan out this next season a little bit more. But um, yeah, let's go eat some dinner. And yeah, you know, um, at the end of the day, no one is responsible for your mental health. They can add to the anguish of it, but they can never solely be the cause. It has to come from you. It's your mind. You know, the maintenance has to come from you. The work has to come from you. We have to take the time to truly dive into our minds and understand ourselves mentally and where certain thoughts and, and thought patterns come from. That way we can start to work on ways to improve those things and, and be able to be there for people, be able to handle a relationship, um, you know, in a healthy manner, at least mentally, you know. And, and I think that 
this helps us learn to be real with ourselves so that we don't project our bullshit onto other people. And I know, like most things, you know, it's not super easy, definitely easier said than done. And it can be extremely uncomfortable at times, but it's always worth it for the mental growth that you can achieve. So work on it. (laughs) Before I let y'all go, don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, love underscore journal podcast. Check out the official love journal available on Amazon. And until next time, love, love, peace.